And we're live with Regis and Kelly. How do you doing, Regis? <laughs> Why am I Because no. <laughs> I'm not blonde? I'm alive. Regis dead. I'm alive. <laughs> the bar is so much lower than I initially thought. <laughs> What's oh the gosh. criteria? Hello, lovely listeners. Rebecca and Jen here, serving you up another double-double dose of reality here on The Batch. What's up, bitches? Alright. I'm eating watermelon because we're in a heat wave. We got a hot one coming up in Vancouver. The rest of Canada is going to look at us like that ain't hot. Let me tell you. degrees is hot no matter which way you look at it. Let me tell you. We are sweating out here and it's going to be going for the next 10 days. What did we have to drink today? We made mojitos. 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 We got our, our bargain bartenders on. Bargain bartenders are on. Yes, but we kept it fresh with the fresh limes and the fresh mint. From your your place? Yeah, from my little garden out back. Well, really, it's my landlord's garden, but they just said, pick whatever you want, whenever you want it. So I like, I will pick mint, I will pick it now. Yes. In a second. Yep. It was nice and refreshing and exactly what we needed. And we had a nice, like, light pasta salad mm-hmm. with lots of veggies. That was very good. It was very good. Yeah, tomatoes, red onions, spinach, peppers. Mm-hmm. We mix some hummus in there, give it that little bit of a zing. So we're here with episode three, the drama continues. With Carl and the man versus Carl. I'm sorry, Carl's not hot enough to have this much of an attitude. Dude, like, like, where did his confidence come from where he's like, I'm definitely getting the rose, like, after that shit show? Still refused to call out any names, even after the guys were like, who the hell are you talking about? Yeah, because he's, he's like, we're they're not here for the right reasons. And then later in the episode, we do see that Thomas mm. had some issues. Yes. Listen, so <laughs> I don't believe any of them are firmly there just no. for Katie. I believe none of them are there for that. No one goes into dating and goes, you know what? The easiest thing to do will be to apply to The Bachelor. We Katie, Katie, she's a mess. She's crying. She don't know what to do. No, she comes back in. She storms in. She's like... I can't do this. We're going straight to the rose ceremony. And we did. Well, before that, like, Greg comes in to console her. And I'm asking, like, where where are Tay and Kay in all of this? Like, this is a moment where Chris Harrison would have definitely come out and been like, what are you feeling? What are your thoughts? Who are you leaning towards? And there was nobody yeah, there for Yeah, it's her. like we either need to commit to that they're the hosts, mm-hmm. or it's weird that they show up once an episode. Yeah, like once or twice, or like it's it's episode they only came in once, I think. They came in twice. So once where she like interrupted the rose ceremony to go collect her thoughts again after Mike P's speech where he unionized the entire unionized the men. Yeah, I love that when you said that. Is he unionizing them? I'm like, oh my god, I think he is. And he was. United front against Carl. So they were there for that and they came in at the end where it's like this is the final rose. But they didn't do that this time. They did. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I missed that completely. I was like, <laughs> I was watching it and I'm like, where are they going? I yeah. didn't see them come in. Yeah. Never mind then. So uh, we were wondering like, okay, because we were saying that we like their energy and we like the girlfriend vibe. So why were they not there in that moment? That would be the moment to have the yeah. two girls who are like, we've done this before. We've gone through that and had those questions of like, who's here for the right Yeah, reasons, definitely. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. Missed opportunity there. Yeah, I don't know. Men, the men were still going around having their little hissy They're fit. Doing, yeah, they were having having their fit. We went to the rose ceremony. Yes. So the first batch of men that got roses mm-hmm. were David, mm-hmm. Hunter, 
Connor C, who to me looks exactly like Connor B, and I kept I kept he, mixing yeah. them up, and there's, I was like, there's a few of them that I'm like, wait, who's Thomas, Justin, but and I think for me Connor, the Connor. Connors because they look so much alike. I was like, They're are similar. they just are they just fucking up the initial? <laughs> yeah, and then one has one N and the other has yeah. two. Yeah, and then when Mike got his Mike rose, P. he's the one who announced that they were unionizing against Carl. United Front. All the men have agreed that what he said was bullshit. And you should agree. send him home. I also liked it so that then Katie like was like, do you all agree with this? And they were like, yes. And then she left. Mm-hmm. Then Tasha and Caitlin came in, was like, you know this is your choice though, right? Yeah, Caitlin was just like, yeah, they can say whatever they want, but in the end, this is this is you. This is your yeah. everything, right? Like, don't you don't have to listen to them or not listen to them. You have to listen to yourself. Which I'm like, finally, there's yeah, the it's like, advice we were looking for earlier. It's like Mike going, we all agree on this. It's like, cool. And, you know, Katie knows what it what it looks like where this whole gang up mentality happens, yeah. right? And she actually admitted that she was planning on keeping Carl even Which after I'm that. surprised by because he's gross. Which I'm, I'm a little shocked, but also if you're if you're wanting answers to something and he's the only one that seems to hold those answers, maybe you keep him around... Because she's already knows who she doesn't have a connection with, so it's not like she's keeping one of those guys over Carl necessarily. We've seen in the past where they don't even have to give all the roses out if they're not even feeling it. So if he was the only one holding these like cryptic answers, I would keep him around at this point because I haven't developed hugely anything with some of the guys and uh, try to get those answers out of him. But that's also not a good reason to keep him around. No. Well, and who was she going to kick out? Uh, and who was not going to get the rose but that Carl got? I, I would call Brandon. <laughs> Him uh, or, like, David. I don't know. Because like, we haven't seen, like, really any connection between any of them. And I am surprised that she kept some of these men over the men that went home. Yeah. So, also, I didn't like the thing where Carl was like, I will not leave. They will have to drag me out. Mm-hmm. When they will have to call in the army to drag me out. It's like, no. So when extreme. she says no, you go home. You go. Don't pull a Luke P. <laughs> You don't get to stay. So we had that whole moment. She comes back out. We resume. We resume the rose ceremony. You got the roses, Jen. Five was Michael. Six, Connor B. Seven, Courtney. I like how we can't say it like Courtney. I can't. Courtney. I gotta say it. It's the way it's spelled. Sorry, bud. Courtney. Number eight is Trey, who is sporting some very barbershop quartet vibes with his uh, outfit. Nine was Justin, ten Andrew M, eleven Christian, surprised by that. Twelve is Josh, thirteen Brandon, surprised by that. Fourteen James, fifteen Aaron, sixteen Thomas, and then and sorry, Aaron was the last rose she gave out, so it was between like Aaron and then we were wondering Carl, and I was like, there's no way she's sending Aaron home and keeping Carl. There's that's not a thing. So that Mm kind of gave it away, Um, and then. Thomas, Greg, and Andrew S. uh, got roses on their respective dates. So, who went home? We have Garrett, Carl. Yeah. John. So sad. And they clapped and John left. Yeah, because he probably was the sweetest guy in the house. The unfortunate thing is they got to know him a lot more than Katie did. Crush it on Paradise. Yeah, I think he would be invited. I could picture him in there with Wells, like, (laughs) trying to fuck off some margaritas. Paradise would help lower his voice a few octaves, too, probably. I have a choice. It's cute. Yeah. I'm um, sad about that we didn't get to see more of Garrett, because I 
we did find him attractive. Garrett was so cute. But yeah. He still exists. He is cute. But, but he, is, yeah. he was so cute. Yeah. So we didn't get to see like barely any of him because he went home early. So those are the numbers. So we're left with 18 men. And we got a couple dudes in a hot tub. Yeah. This is where they have their union meeting. And then it's a group date. Group date card. And then on the card we had Aaron, Courtney, James, Connor B, David, Justin, Thomas, Hunter, and Brendan. And they all made a huge hissy kerfuffle that it wasn't signed Love Katie. Oh yeah. As if she's the one writing these cards. No. And not some fucking intern in the corner. Yeah, that's not her that's that's like not her writing. That's not her writing. No, that's her writing. Not at all, because it's been the same writing for like ten years. Yeah. At least. And it was very cryptic, talking about, what, truth, honesty? Truth. Love is truth. Love is patient. Love is kind. Oh, no, yeah. That's the- I had it recited at my wedding. Did you? I was going to yeah. say every wedding I've ever been to yeah, is the because, Corinthians. Because right? we got married in a Catholic church, so we had to choose a passage. Was it one Corinthian something? It's Corinthian. You would know. I never... Listen, <laughs> I never... I speak for a lot of Catholics where, no, we don't know. <laughs> You just show up, you get a piece of bread, you leave. Is it a chip now? I've had both. Okay. I think it, it kind of just... A wafer? Depending <laughs> on what they ordered from Catholics R Us. I was just I like, know. it's a Tostito. I don't know where they got it from. Like, do you get it from the Vatican? What happens? I don't know. Do you, th- do you think they have gluten-free options now? Not worth the calories. <laughs> Not worth the carbs. The wine, though. The wine, though. No, it was also watered down, and it was... COVID nightmare. Remember when I was a kid, it was in like a chalice at like different points in the church mm-hmm. and you would go up and you would, you would just wipe it and turn it. Oh yeah. No, I've seen that. Yeah. Turn it. Yeah. <laughs> For like 400 people in your section to go, oh yeah, that mm-hmm. would not fly anymore. I wonder what they do now. A little baby cups. A little sippy cup to go. A little shot glass. Why not? I had Mormon friends and I went to a Mormon church once. Mm-hmm. And like their communion was like little, not like you know those like solo cup shot glasses, yeah. but half the size. They were like dentist fitters, like oh, of water because they don't do wine. Huh? And stories <laughs> with Rebecca. Those are stories of my childhood. Do you say stories of my childhood trauma? <laughs> no, just of my childhood. Oh, okay. I thought I'm, like a trauma, lot of Ca- I'm like a lot of Catholics. I don't have a lot of trauma from being Catholic because just guilt. We just like had donuts on Sundays. Okay. So, the group date. The men show up. This is the date with Nick Vial. He comes back. There is 97,000th appearance in Bachelor franchise history. Yes. And the date is all about telling your deepest, darkest secrets to Katie. Yeah, so they just walk into like a black box theater with some chairs set up in a circle. It was literally an acting exercise. This was, see, no, this was the trauma. This was giving me film school flashbacks. Yeah. Of like, cry in a circle. Tell us your trauma. Cry. Nick is sitting there with his clipboard at hand, and this is a clipboard counseling circle. He has no training in this whatsoever. No, he's just no credentials. Ask. This was an Ask Nick episode from his podcast. His whole career is literally taking one of those like Ask Whoever columns. Yeah. Making it a podcast, and then appearances on The Bachelor. Although, like out of the episodes that he does, I'm more inclined to listen to the Ask Nick stuff because. I like hearing other people's stories, and his take on some things is really 
like differing. I'm just like, oh, I never thought about it that way. But in this situation, it's just like, they don't know you. They barely know Katie. And then you're expecting them to open up and be vulnerable like that right away. Well, and the fact that That's a went, counseling circle no-no. <laughs> they went from no prompt. They were just like, tell your secrets. Yeah. From what we got to see anyways. And I feel like that's one of those things that I know for myself with school. When we mm-hmm. did that, yeah. Where I didn't have like, I had little things, but not like a big traumatic right. thing like a lot of my classmates had. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of situation created a lot of pressure, like inadequacy. So because I, your childhood was fucked up, then true. you don't and deserve like, to be you there. you kind of felt bad about it. Yeah. You were like, yeah, we all have like... We all have trauma to some extent, but some is more than others. Mm -hmm. And it was just like... Yeah, and this whole thing of, like, the the open sharing circle, you know, as someone who might not want to do that or, like, wanted to save something for a one-on-one conversation instead of being in front of everyone like that, if you were the one to not share, automatically all eyes would go on what are you hiding, which isn't fair because you know, that's not creating the safe, welcoming space or whatever. But also, you're not an under obligation to share just because she's the bachelorette. Exactly. And I, I mentioned it a few times during the episode, I hated her little, like, interview where she was like, none of the men were pressured to say anything. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, it's like, bro, the very aspect the of this very date, nature you have, of it. You have, you have cameras, you have Nick, you have her, it's a yes. date. Other men are openly sharing it. If yeah. you don't share, mm-hmm. automatically it's like, what's he hiding? Yeah. Like you said. What's he hiding? And like like you said, what if you don't have something that's hugely traumatic? And, you know, something like uh, David said, you know, I chose career moves over love at this point in my life. Yeah, most of us have at this point of our life. Yeah. So that's not like it's a huge reveal. So then you don't feel like the att- like her attention's not going to go to you because you, you, your trauma isn't interesting. No, it's enough, almost like you, you had know? to make a a, a big splash, yeah. like get the rose or get the attention. You know? Yeah, which I don't I don't like because the the focus should be more on who's done the self work and stuff, but also like it's okay if you just come from stability. Like, why is that a bad thing? That's yeah. what we are striving to do with like the next generation of children and stuff so they don't have to backtrack and take all this therapy and go through all this 100%. shit to fix themselves afterwards. Like we want them to be coming from a healthy environment. But I feel like that's a theme now I see it. Yeah. Is like, I think because people want to validate it in their trauma, trauma, which obviously they are, is they almost make other people feel bad mm-hmm. for not for not having it's it. Like, it's like that insecurity thing where they're like, well, I was put down and had these struggles, so I'm going to use them now mm-hmm. and be like, I'm going to be the, I'm going to use it and be the, be the better person here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I see it a lot now in like the self-care movement, yeah. like almost like toxic self-care. It is. So, I mean, this is off tangent, but I listened to a podcast called Unfuck Your Brain. And one of it talks about radical self-care and self-love. And she's like, you know, it's not about the bubble baths and getting your nails done and just getting your hair done and stuff like that. That's still like primping yourself to look a certain way socially. Like it's about more of the internal work and like, you know, where do your choices or your thoughts, you know, all of that come from? It's not just 
taking a bath and feeling better. Yeah. Right. And, but that's what it's been marketed as. There's such a huge market behind bath bombs and, you know, essential oils and all of those things. And those might work in the short term, but if you're not addressing the the issues that are going on of like why you have trust issues, why you don't have self-respect, why you don't have self-worth, bubble bath is not going to fix that. That's more lovely for like the taking time for yourself because so many of us don't de-stressing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they opened up, but I don't know about that kind of atmosphere. Again, in a counseling setting, in an actual counseling setting, like that would be a huge no-no on, especially for like the first session with a group of people. You spend the first session talking about expectations, trust, and building that safety and comfort. Yeah. I think they felt, as much as they said, they were like, oh, it's a safe place. I love that I shared this with her. I don't think that they felt comfortable. I think it was an unnecessarily stressful situation. It was weird for like yeah. week three. Yeah. Right. And so and and again, a lot of this they might have wanted to just say to her one on one, like, you don't have to put your trauma out yeah. there for everybody. And maybe it wouldn't have even been a thing that they talked about on the sh- on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it would have been a thing after. I mean, there's things you don't learn about your partners until you've been together for yeah. months and months because mm-hmm. they might not feel comfortable. And it's like, what are you going to do with the information? And also, like, knowing that this is televised with millions of people and could affect how their lives are after this show. 100%. Right? Like, Connor being a math teacher, Connor B being a math teacher, and then saying he had violent, alcoholic, outbursts in episodes, like... You don't think that his work might be now looking at... Well, and he works in Tennessee, which is like, I don't know, my brain goes to like conservative state. Mm-hmm. What kind of mom is going to be like, I don't want this man teaching? Exactly. You know, it's... Even though it's part of his past, it was before he became a teacher and everything, it doesn't matter. We've seen teachers being taken down for a lot less. So, you know, yes, it was his choice maybe to share that much, but, you know, it just... There's the consequence of of sharing that that I don't think was really taken into account no. when setting up this kind of date. Um, but we do we get some sharing. Uh, so Hunter, he uh, has two kids. He has two kids. No clue except for the fact that Katie wished him and two other guys a happy Father's Day. That was cute. I liked that. It was cute. And I was like, I don't know if that means because he's a dog dad or whatever, but he has a daughter and a son and he's divorced. And he talks about how he just really just fucked up the marriage and didn't focus on his family at all. Starts crying. Yeah. Um, Aaron's father had a stroke. Mm -hmm. He met a girl who also went through some parent health issues yep so they, they were shared together trauma. Mm-hmm. and then he felt like he needed to stay in the relationship because of it yeah obligation relation and then we got david which i already mentioned career over love choices and maybe thinking like should i have done things differently which i mean we all kind of do that sometimes that's true courtney talked about broken trust but he, like we don't get to hear what that mistake no, was and how he broke a, a trust with someone with Yeah, so I was like, well, your assumption automatically goes to the cheating thing, but we don't know for sure. That was cut off. They skipped a few people. They skipped James. They skipped Brandon. And we go to Thomas. And this one, like, it was was framed really negatively. Yes. Which I do understand. Mm -hmm. But also. But also. So, 
Thomas was saying he initially went in to like build a platform. I like that he was being honest because he's like, you know, going in, I didn't know what to expect. But we all know, like everyone knows that if you are on The Bachelor, your platform is going to grow in some respect. I think his only issue is that he kind of, ha- he does have a bit of an ego. Oh, for, for sure. sure. And for it sure. comes through in like his tone of voice and the way he says things. So yeah. the way he said everything sounded and really like, like... the smile on the face yeah. the whole time. Like there wasn't like disingenuous. Pop, yeah, that's what it came you know? across as. And, and now and like he's saying... In the same tone of voice, in the same facial expressions, he's saying, but now it's real. And I, you know, I do have feelings for you and stuff. I've led people on. Like, he says everything in the same tone of voice with the same face, which is what leads me to be like, you're putting on an act. 100%. Because these are different parts of information. And any good actor knows you read them and act them differently because there's different emotions there's behind different, them. There's different intentions. Yeah. But I do think we need to normalize people coming on the show because of the platform it gives. Yes. Yeah. You could be interested in love as well. You could be. But we need to normalize it because it's just a reality in like the Instagram day and age. Well, and they do have to consider that because again, like we just said, like they have to think about what they're sharing, what's going to go on TV and how that's going to be perceived and how that's going to affect their lives. Because we've seen time and time again, contestants being, you know, cyber bullied or facing a lot of hate coming out of it for doing something or saying something. So it, it can be really dangerous. If a platform is connected to your profession, you know, it, it, there's consequences there, right? Definitely. So to have someone be like, no, I didn't think about any of that at all. Like that to me, I would be even more suspicious of that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you don't love anybody enough just off a look to be like, I was all in for her. This was it. Maybe for Tasha. Maybe Tasha. <laughs> all right. Um, we got Connor's. Oh yeah. Okay, so initially I thought he was building it up to to really lead to nowhere. Same. Because I did not expect him to say I had an alcoholic problem. But not only that, I was like an angry blackout, like a drunk. Damn drunk. An angry drunk. Not one of those happy go lucky, I love everybody kinds, but the kind that will like literally go out, get drunk, and fuck other people just to revenge you. Which is what he did to a girlfriend, apparently. Yeah. He just talked about how much therapy he's gone to, how he's worked on himself a lot. I did not like what he was wearing. It was a little distracting to me. The deep Vs. The deep V with the white, like, heavy collar and then the silver chain. I was like, what is it? Are we throwing back to the disco era here? So then Katie um, decides to share a story from her past because the other guys have shared and you notice that, like, this is maybe one of the few, if only, times where it's been reciprocated. Yeah, because a lot of these dates, they get really emotional, and then the host is there with whoever's on the date and goes, thank you so much, I'll see you guys tonight at the cocktail party. Yeah. And yeah. then leaves. Yeah. But she actually reciprocated some of her own yeah. traumas. And I honestly was- didn't think she was going to do that. I thought she was like, thank you so much for sharing, you guys. I love that you were vulnerable. Da, 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 da. It means so much to me. And I'll see you at the cocktail hour. Yeah. I think it was probably good for them, too. That mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, oh, we're just we're just airing all our issues yeah. for, for the camera. Here. We've just been left out. Thanks. Thanks. Cool. Uh-huh. We'll, just, uh-huh. we'll just go cry together. Yeah. Cool. We'll see you later. <laughs> 
And I did like um, the short, the story she told how she wasn't always this like sex positive, confident woman and what her struggle was of, cause she was um, sexually assaulted. She did not give consent. And then you have this, this trauma where she then tried to be in a relationship with someone, which actually with the, with the um, assaulter, which is actually pretty common because you can justify the assault if it ends up being a relationship. And it's like, it's okay because we were in a relationship. And sometimes when you're assaulted like that, it you, you try to convince yourself because if you don't, then your brain will like shut down from the trauma. So you grasp for anything to be an explanation for a way for you to, to function. Yeah. It was really impactful for her to share that because some people where they're just like, I'm sex positive and it's because like, oh, because I have, you know, a dildo or because I'm, you know, I have sex with a lot of people. And it's like, no, it, it came from somewhere else. Yeah, there was some work that went into it, right? Yeah. And she had this very unhealthy view about sex, of course, still very common, where she didn't want to have sex and that impacts relationships and intimacy and all of that. And she really had to work through that. But now she ha- she's an example of like, you can get through it. You need to do the work, but there is that light there that you can come back to being your in your own body and in your own self. So that was really powerful. I did have a thought, though. Wow. Um, I wrote it down. I was like, I don't know if I should say this, but... Say it. When, when she said she had formed a relationship with her abuser, who would then end up being her ex-boyfriend, I, I wrote down, was it the ex that, the Greg, that Greg reminds her of? It was you, I Greg. really hope it not. Was you. I really Can hope not, but like, it, it might be because we don't know the timeline on this. Because like, if he got out of love, she was like, yeah, it's like, oh, 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 oh maybe oh. I didn't do as much work as I thought. Oh, no, yeah. So I was just like, that that was just popped into my head. I'm like, I hope that's not the same guy that Greg, Greg reminds her of. After this, though, they that's when they actually to the bros having a having a mid workout yeah. heart to heart. Yes, and we find out that Michael A's wife passed away of breast cancer. Yeah, and this was. Just like 20 minutes before he ripped out my soul mm-hmm. on his one-on-one date. And then yeah, I so he's a widower. And it, okay, I don't like how they interjected that, like him talking to the bros. And then we go back to a cocktail party. Like, can you not put us on this emotional roller coaster? This was a lot of feelings. Can this you just, so... like, save that story? Like, they didn't even need to put that in the edit, him talking to the bros and telling them the story, because he told the story to Katie on the date. So we didn't need the double reveal on that. He could have just been on the date and telling her there. What I do we like, though, need the in this season is that we're getting kind of the things of, like, the dudes supporting the dudes through stuff. This is true. We so are. So I do like really seeing that guy. side of it, where it's like, oh, these are actually good guys. We could see why she likes them. Yeah. Versus some other seasons where they're just like, meat. Yeah. Bicep curls. Yeah. Flex. Tan. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, they've really shown the more emotional range of the men this season. It's encouraging. Definitely. It's encouraging. Yeah, so we just, like, go back to the cocktail party. And Katie comes out in this oversized men's coat. With a too tight dress underneath. That dress was so tight. So tight. And her fucking mic pack on her back. Oh, yeah. It was bulging out. She's a small girl. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, wear wear shit that fits you. Yeah. Everyone looks better when they wear shit that fits them. Yeah. Men, women. Nothing that's too tight like that. Those who don't identify as either. We all, every human being on planet Earth, mm-hmm. even my dog doesn't look good in a sweater that's too tight, okay? Yeah. Nobody, Plus, nobody bulging out, good. nothing looks good. 
dress. Her shoulders were pointy. I also don't like how tight this, like, the sleeves were so tight. It was, like, a weird, yeah. like, space force dress. It was, like, shoulders, really tight sleeves that cut off, like, mid-arm. Mm-hmm. So, like, the least flattering spot. Yeah. And then the way that the fabric wrinkled was also, like, Oh, yeah, the fabric was, like, was, yeah, it was, it was not flattering for her. And then, like, the look with the hair, like, the and hair flyaways eyelash. were happening. Her one eyelash. The one eyelash out. wasn't even properly on. Like, it's. Just like, does she not have a makeup team? Does she not have a hair team? Like, is she actually out on her own doing this right now? I was now? too busy with Tasha and Caitlin God making them look I mean, they looked really good at the rose ceremony. They did. They, say that, but, they always look great. You know, Katie's the one that needs to be looking great. This girl next door is awesome, cool, fine. But when you want to glam up, even the girls next door glam up she properly. She could be the hot girls ne- girl next door. You yeah, know, why like, do you have to be plain Jane? And tie your own hair. Like, I just take advantage of the fact that you're, you're the fucking bachelorette. Literally. So she talks with Justin. They chat vulnerability. She starts talking to Thomas. Yes. She's like, so tell me more about... These red flags. These red flags. And that he's you like, talked about earlier. He's like, I would like to marry you. And she's like, but you're well, yeah, dodging he, the question. He, he, like, dodged the question, gave this roundabout answer that wasn't an answer. And so she asks again... And again, he gives no answer and how, but how his intention is marriage at the end of this. And Katie's just like, oh, well, we'll see. Like, she's just not having it. And he's like, you can ask me whatever you want and blah, blah. She's like, I did, I did ask you and you didn't even answer. It's such narcissistic, narcissistic, like, yeah. Narcissistic behavior. And the worst part is. Very Carl energy. She's then having a conversation with Aaron. Aaron told her his dad has also passed away. Yes. We got a. Was that on the application? It's like, how it's many like, dead family members do you have? It's like old school Disney films where they always just had one parent. And you're like, the was just to cast one parent and never tell you how the other one died. Yeah. And while Aaron is telling her about dead dad, Thomas comes back in because he's like, I don't like how I left the conversation with her. I didn't feel good about it. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't fucking answer her question. So he comes back and he interrupts to tell her, so, like, share one more thing with her. And he comes up with this weird, like, love and fears intertwined. And he, I don't know. I, I just wrote down. He's just trying to save himself by talking about love because guys just think if they talk about love, we will fall head over heels. And she kind of falls for it because they the end up kissing. Thing, she's laughing. She's kissing. It's like, yeah. this is the same dude who 10 minutes ago just roundabouted you. I have empathy for it because, yes, you want to hear those things and you want to know that the guys are there for you and stuff, especially after what happened with Carl. But you can't let your your radar just go off the, off the tilt there. Yeah. Like, you still need to pay attention. He's telling you these words, but why is he like love bombing you now why is he going over and above when you still don't really know each other he hasn't given you answers so that's suspicious and i think after after that he was fully expecting to get the um, group date rose totally and the men kind of like they call him out for being disrespectful and he literally said like yeah my time was more important and i'll say it now i'll say it again yeah connor b's deep b's jet energy I don't remember if Jed ever wore a deep V, but it screams Jed to me. Yeah. Uh, he had another one for the... It wasn't as low as the uh, day date, but the, at the cocktail, he had another V-neck. But, I, you know, he should use the rose that he got 
to maybe close up a button. And then we find out that the one-on-one -on -one date will go to Michael. And yeah, it's going to be even hard to talk about this, honestly, because we, we literally were on the couch crying. And it is yeah. very hard to for Rebecca to cry for anything. I don't cry. It's not because she's heartless. No, it's just... It takes just takes something special. It takes special. a lot to actually... Because I feel like it's like when you watch the performances and movies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel sincere to me. Maybe it just doesn't hit me. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. Mm -hmm. Michael was so sincere. So sincere. And it was like... It was so beautiful. His whole thing where he was mm -hmm. like... He was like, how lucky would I be to be able to fall in love again? Yeah. And, like, and it didn't feel like a line. It, it felt didn't like feel like so a line. Genuine. Yes. And when he was like, you know, it's it's my responsibility to make sure that the love we have is unique to us and our relationship. Yeah. And it's like a special personality to just be the fact with, that he acknowledged that. Just to be with someone who's like, they have their widowed, they loved that person. If that mm -hmm. person hadn't passed away, mm -hmm. they would still be in, probably still be in that relationship. Yeah. Like, we saw that with. Did you watch Emily Maynard? No. She was the winner for Brad Womack the second time he went on. And then that fell apart. And she then became the bachelorette, yeah. picked a guy. That fell apart really quickly. It's because she is um, a widow. And her person, not NASCAR, but, like, he was a driver. And he, he got into an accident and died. That was, like, she was holding on to him, even going through the bachelor stuff. And you could tell. And that's why no relationship was ever going to work for her because she was still in that relationship with her husband that had passed away. With Michael, we we actually felt, feel that he's worked on himself and he's allowed himself the time and is now ready to start, like you said, opening his heart up. Yeah. And reassuring Katie at the same time, like, it's not going to, you're, you're not going to be compared. You're not going to have to live against this memory of of her you know it's gonna be unique it's gonna be something new to us and I feel like that's something that all of us need to do that have an ex and not carry that baggage with us into the next relationship and not do comparisons and and things like that and then just let the relationship be what it is in its own right yeah because otherwise it's just gonna have all these expectations and and things before it even gets a chance. <laughs> we skipped over the whole ATV date thing, but all, all they did was ride around uh, an ATV yeah. for like 10 minutes. She flipped it. Yeah. It made me think of when I was a kid. My mom would t always talk about the kids in, like, my mom works in, like, neonatal ICU. Mm -hmm. And the kids in pediatric ICU in, in Alberta who would get into ATV accidents mm. and, like, really severely injure themselves. And that's why we weren't allowed in ATVs as kids. And yeah. so watching Katie flip over... It just brought me flashbacks. I was like, oh, you're going to die. You're going to see a brain injury. Yeah, I was like, oh, so you're going to kill the single dad. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, they're trying to make this poor kid a fucking orphan. <laughs> yeah, poor little orphan uh, James, we find out. They're, making James a, they're like, you know, we heard that your wife passed away. Yeah. Would you be interested in an activity that could also kill you? Yeah. And then they just like lay down and, and saw, looks looked at the stars and stuff. And I don't, they didn't show him getting the rose, but there's no way he didn't get he the did. rose. He did, he did get it at the dinner. I didn't see like it. Like how I missed Stacia and Caitlin. Yeah, I missed He that. did get the rose. That was one of the most sincere things I'd seen in a long time. I feel like the last yeah. thing I saw in like Bachelor World that was that sincere was Zach's proposal to Tasha yeah. on her season. Mm -hmm. That was, it, I felt like that proposal was so sincere. 
for sure. It was <laughs> it was beautiful, and I cried, and that doesn't happen a lot. So no, it doesn't. One not so serious thing that we were looking at for that date is we didn't know if she was wearing the same sweater. She was. I think she was wearing the same sweater I'm, that she wore on the Nick date. I'm ninety seven percent sure it, was the it same looked sweater. really the same, but she never took her jacket off so if, that we could see the back of it. If it wasn't the same, I'm sorry. Why are you dressing her in two of two very very similar looks? So again, it's just like. Did she actually have to pack from her closet? Like, they were not providing her anything. Um, And then we go back to the men confronting Thomas. And they unite again against another common enemy. I am kind of loving this. Hunter is the one who leads the charge on this one. And he just kind of, he just calls Thomas out. And he's like, you know, all these stories are going around. Like, you're changing your story depending on who you're talking to. And he just asks him straight out. Did you have thoughts of being The Bachelor when you came here? Thomas tries to deflect. He tries to, you know, reroute. It's a yes or no question. Did you have thoughts of being The Bachelor when you came? Like, was that your prerogative? And then Thomas says, If we're being honest, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie here. Yes, I did. Yes. And I'm like, sir, they don't make the villain The Bachelor. No, they do. They do. Not in recent years. They have. What they'll do is they'll put the reformed villain. Yeah. Because even Thomas's whole look, he looks... I know to you he looks like a villain. He looks like a... He's still hot. That's that's (laughs) part of the thing. He's he's hot and evil. Yeah. And he even said, like, he's lived his life or he's just talked in a way that he thought people would expect him to talk. So he's basically, like... The male version of a pageant queen, very rehearsed, very put together, probably a front for something he experienced. Um, But at least he's being honest. There's no way that these guys, like all of these guys, don't think that there might be a potential for them to become The Bachelor. That's just a natural course, along with the whole platform thing, because social media is such a huge thing now. That has to cross your mind. Totally. The difference is, is if you're going in with the intention of just being The Bachelor, so getting yourself on camera, storing up the the drama just so you can, you know, be popular enough or whatever to be made the main focus and just having it as a thought in the back of your head, like, would I consider it? Yeah. You know, so that's the difference there. We don't know what his yeah. true intentions are. Because I do like that he admitted it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just his personality mm-hmm. that's really making it seem so gross. Yeah. You know, if and he was... And the backtracking and, yeah, like, and the lying love about bombing. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the other things. It's not so much that information because he's definitely not the only one of them who thought about it. Oh, no. No. I'm sure Carl thought of it. Yeah. I'm sure... We already I'm sure that. nine out of ten of these dudes have thought about it. Oh, for sure. I'm sure Katie thought about it on her own season because it's just possible. Yeah. Because, listen, I've thought about what I would do if I was The Bachelorette. All of us who have watched it have, like, fantasized. We even ex- talked about, like, where we would travel and, yep. you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, what kind of dates would we have? So the fact that he had that thought in it itself is not something to vilify. The vilification comes from was his intention solely to be the next Bachelor? And that's why he came on. Yeah. And that still remains to be seen because we don't know. But I also feel know. like he's going to have a hard time if that was his intention because mm-hmm. he need to have a lot more than Or maybe not because, I mean, Katie didn't really have a ton going for her besides the dildo thing. Well, it was the anti-bullying thing and the sex positive thing. And, 
you know, bachelors trying to show a new side to themselves or whatever, but he's not bringing any of that to the table. Right. So we don't know anything about him other than the fact that he can uh, manipulate his words to make people believe things a certain way. And Katie feels physical chemistry with him, which is why she's willing to ignore maybe some of the other red Red flags flags that are coming up. But I'm hoping that she can see through that the same way she's she's shown us she's has so yeah definitely and then we get to the end of the episode there's only one only one they just they they cut it right there yeah it was it there was just a lot of it was a lot of emotions i kind of felt like i was watching one big yeah group therapy session last week was better and it sucks because i was really excited for like the nick date and he didn't really have a lot of not that we saw anyways i thought it was gonna be more of a question thing yeah there was no question he just kind of stood there he just kind of sat there thank you for sharing that yeah. So I was a little disappointed by that. Yep. But next week looks interesting. We get into Thomas mm-hmm. again. Yeah, hopefully we'll get back on track next week and we won't have this weird, like, mid-cutoff ending. Let's That's start, not satisfying. Let's, let's end episodes in row ceremonies, okay, guys? It's just a nice way to just wrap up the episode. Exactly. You know, just give us that. A I natural don't, ending. I don't like this, like, halfway through something. I don't know what else. There's not much news there's, in that. There's honestly not much. I know there's, there's another Rachel Lindsay thing I haven't looked into. Okay, so. I don't um, I don't know enough about it. To this was it. a cover of a popular magazine. New York magazine, right? New York. Yeah, I think so. And they did a whole article about her and her connection with The Bachelor and, you know, for someone who left the franchise, she keeps talking a lot about the franchise. But on the cover, they chose a headline that she's like, I found this disrespectful. They It doesn't pertain to what I talk about in the article. It's n- not my words. It's their words. And they're trying to, to sensationalize it to sell copies. Which, I mean, makes sense because it's a magazine. It's a magazine. So it's probably not a really hyped industry, you know? Yeah. So she's like, they're doing it for clickbait. So... They ended up changing the headline because of pressure from her and her followers. And that was it. It wasn't like a huge, huge drama. Yeah. Every time I see something with Rachel, there's always like a huge support Rachel Lindsay campaign. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's something more than what it is. Yeah, that was the only really thing that I've else. seen when I opened Twitter today and it was like Bachelor. It was like all of the Rachel Lindsay stuff. And I thought it was something much more dramatic. Yeah, it's not. But she's not the first person to ever have a clickbaity article. Mm-mm. Won't be the last. No. It's all news is. We want people to read it, even our own stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the heat that we got last week for calling Ari and Lauren boring. Oh my god! All the, so the Karens that came out for that one, dude. Like they were like it was so disrespectful, blah, blah blah. I was like, wow, how privileged are you that the word boring could offend your sensitivities so Literally, much? People were like, there was a, there was a they are boring. There was one that <laughs> killed me. Boring Wait. doesn't necessarily have to mean bad. A woman said to me, just a little disrespectful to mix in the word boring and their daughter staying in the hospital. It's a very sensitive time. Let's be more considerate with a clapping emoji. And I was like, Mm -hmm. ma'am, I said she was boring. Not that I wanted her to drown in a lake. Okay. Yeah. Calm down. Again, it's just, you know, like, really the word boring is going to trigger you. Like, that's the thing that sparks you off and incites you to comment, like, I just I can't. It's we so did have we did have someone who that wasn't me or you who understood the point and was like, "Hey, I think boring just means not dramatic." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, because the only thing they do is have babies." And he races NASCAR. Does he still do that? I don't know. I don't think he still does that. Yeah, but not a lot of other tea. Yes. I'm excited to see this season whittle down to like 
fantasy suites hometown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're still, first three episodes, we're still in that place where I don't know who some of these dudes are. We didn't see Greg at all. No, we didn't see Greg. Listening to the Vile Files, that's what Nick said. He was like, be prepared to not see Greg at all for the next three oh, weeks. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fucker wasn't wrong. Yeah. Wasn't was, wrong. This is true. Like, we didn't even get his opinions on anything. Like, there was no, no the only interviews. Time, the only no time nothing. he ever came in was after Mike unionized the men. He was the one who came in. Greg was like, I hope you're okay. Oh, no. Yeah, he came in beforehand. Before the rose ceremony. Yeah. No, it was, we in, it was in between. No. Yeah, it was in between. It was after she So went he away. did it twice? It was just the once. Nope. Then, nope. You gotta it watch it back. Between. Nope, you gotta I watch it I swear back. to God. I'm no, gonna we watch just talked again. about it. We just <laughs> talked about it. It's in my notes. He did it before the rose ceremony. Where we were wondering, Taisha, where are, where's Taisha and Caitlin? And it's Greg who comes in to console her. And then we get the rose ceremony. Why did I think it was... When Mike was like, we're all doing this, and she runs away, and I thought Greg went in then. No, that's when Tasha and Caitlin came out. See, and I thought Tasha and Caitlin came after, but you're right. Yeah. And I'm wrong. It's all confusing. This is what happens when you don't end an episode with a rouse ceremony. We get fucked up. <laughs> Everybody starts to look the same. And for some reason, I don't know why, my brain was like, why is Greg the one to console her about this? Yeah. But she stormed away so many times. She did. The same. You're like, when is she going to say, like, get that the was fuck her, out? And I was, I was like, she already did that last <laughs> episode. I was like, she's going to tell him to get the fuck out. And you're like, they did that they last did that. week. She had her and whole thing. Like, well, they should do it again. They should have realized that. <laughs> so that's me being an idiot. But again, not our fault. Please end with a rose ceremony so we can get our shit straight. So moral of this episode, Jen's Jen's always right. Go to I Jen just for the facts. Go to my Jen's notes in my little notebook. My notes are very all over the place. That's all we have. Join us next week for a new drink TikTok. Um, if you do TikTok. <laughs> it will be on Instagram too. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, as Jen likes to call them, reels. Reels. I like reels better than tiktok i have another friend named jen who always sends me instagram reels and i'm like these are just tiktoks and she's like i know but i refuse to go i refuse yes jen's unite (laughs) against tiktok thank you for listening we loved having you join us again and let the journey continue all right bye-bye bitches